Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, children of the Most High God, and welcome to Kingdom Empowerment. I am your host, Minister Coilette James, and as always, it is a pleasure to join with you in the airwaves. We give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor on this wonderful Saturday morning. We are coming to you a little earlier than normal today, but we have an awesome, awesome show for you and to accommodate my guests, we are coming a little early. So I hope that you are tuned in and keyed in to everything that is going on in the kingdom of God. As is the custom of kingdom empowerment, we will take this before the throne room of God. So join with me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we worship and we adore you. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor because you are. You are our God. You are our Father. You are our provider. You are our source. You are our strength. You are our all and our all. You are everything unto us. And we do nothing without you, O Lord God. So we thank you that you have woken us up this morning with the ability of strength and life and air and breath still beating in our bodies. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We yield the airways to you on this morning, Father, that you would have your way, that you would speak through not only myself but my guests, that you would empower those that would listen in on the broadcast, whether live or the archive show, and give them the insight to your heart in this move. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And now, Lord, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. And it is so. Well, again, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so, so excited for the guest that we have for today. We have none other than Archbishop Russell James and Mr. Harris Haith. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, good morning. God bless you. How are you doing? Amen. I am awesomely blessed of the Lord. How are you this morning? Blessed and highly favored. I don't have a single complaint. God is still good. <laughs> Amen. Ah, always and all the time he is good. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, we we have um, some exciting news, I understand, that broke earlier this week about something that's going to be going on in Washington, D.C. on April the 27th of next year. And I want to open up the airways first and foremost to Mr. Harris Hayes because um, his organization, the organization that he founded, Gospelthon, is the host for this event. Harris, just give us, first of all, give us some insight as to what Gospelthon is all about, and then we'll talk more about the event. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, Gospelthon is the, the spearhead for an initiative that the Lord is doing to reunite the body of, uh, of Christ. We are uh, splintered and, and divided in different denominations um, in the kingdom, and the Lord is not pleased with that. Well, we're divided by denomination, even through by race, uh, and the Lord is not pleased. And so um, he has uh, commissioned me to start uh, an initiative called Gospelthon, and uh, Gospelthon's initiative is to bring the whole body together so that we can worship as one and that we can go out and win souls um, as one and, and, and show unity in the body. Wow, that's that's um that's a big undertaking <laughs> right there. 
um, just the, the fact of unity, and, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with you, as you know, that the body is divided and unity is the call of the hour. What has Gospelthon done thus far in keeping up with the vision that God gave you? Well, we started, we have an annual event, uh, which is the Gospelthon uh, music event. And uh, we just had our third annual event in which uh, actually Archbishop uh, Russell James, who's here with us today, is uh, uh, my co-chairman, along with uh, our honorary chairman, who is Pastor Henry Pippins. And what we do is we do an annual event in which there's uh, four hours of free gospel music. We invite the whole body of Christ to come, all denominations to come, and um, sing and minister uh, to win souls. And then during that event, we feed everyone for free, and we also give away Bibles, we give away clothes, we give away tracts. and more importantly, anyone who gives their soul to, to the Lord, you know, we make sure that they have a Bible leaving and, and a direction to go in as far as the church home. Um, and, and, you know, that's really the initiative of it. And um, we just had our third annual gospel Town. It was in Jersey City this year. We started out in New York. And um, this year it was in Jersey City, New Jersey. And um, it's a international uh, initiative. We are going to take gospel time around the world, and it's designed to be the Christian Mecca. In other words, uh, it's designed for Christians to be able to say, this is our day. You know, we want to go. Those who want to minister can minister. Those who just want to bask in the glory of the Lord can just come and bask and um, uh, hear good gospel music and be around the saints of God and then help us win souls. And so, you know, that's really the initiative of Gospelthon, and nothing is for sale at Gospelthon. There's no vendors allowed. There's no offerings. It's a free day in the Lord for people to just come and just uh, either minister to people to help us win souls and be a part of it or just enjoy the day. And, um, you know, we're just really blessed to, to, to be a part of it and that the Lord is using us in that way. Archbishop, let's hear from you. What is your feelings on on this undertaking that you and, and Harris have launched out on? Well, I think that this project in itself was truly God-sent, and I thank the Lord that he used uh, my brother as the, the vessel to bring this into fruition. A strong aspect of this is that through Gospel Town, we also give the various pastors in the local communities to come out and participate. I think that it's important that the people of the community get to see their leaders not only come out and support, but to give back, uh, give back to the community, because a lot of people come to church, they pay their tithes and offerings, they put in a church, and unfortunately, in too many occasions, the people don't get to see the benefits of what their tithes and offering are doing within the church. So our thing is to charge and to push the local leaders to come out, pour into your community, be a part of this thing, come together in unity, in prayer, and in service that the body of Christ at large can truly be blessed. Thus far, it's been a wonderful, wonderful undertaking. But if I may say, um, it seems that uh, in some cases 
is far and few in between with some of the uh, the leadership will sacrifice their own personal time to come out for free and serve the community because they've forgotten that we are first servants. And so for the heart and the spirit uh, that the Lord has placed in my brother, I thank God for it. We are like-minded, uh, which is why I serve with him. Uh, it's never about titles and issues. It's truly about being service. And this is what Gospel Dawn is really all about. We recognize that we are servants first, and this is our way of giving back to the community. Amen. 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 I just want to expound on that a little bit. I just want to expound and just say that um, and, and thank Archbishop so much because that is actual and factual that we have reached out far and wide to different ministries, uh, different pastors, different bishops, and the response has really, really been dismal. No one wants to uh, undertake an endeavor in which they have to give and they can't uh, make money off of the endeavor. And this is strictly to win souls. And it's really disheartening to know that um, so many people in, in ministry look at ministry as a livelihood. I often tell people and ask people, you know, what does the Bible say that uh, uh, Christ did uh, as an occupation? He was a carpenter. So people that use the ministry as a livelihood when you when you use ministry as a livelihood, what happens is um, uh, you have a bottom line because business has a bottom line, and so souls become secondary to the bottom line. And so, you know, we have this problem in, in the body that we're trying to address and trying to get these mega ministries to undertake, in which they come out and help support, so that we can win souls. You know, there are a lot of people that think that the church has become uh, pimps and hustlers. And you know we have to diffuse that 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 image of the church. I agree wholeheartedly. I agree wholeheartedly. Now I just just so that people don't think I'm a little schizophrenic here. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here today with my interviewer hat on, but as a lot of people know, I am also a part of Gospel Thon. So Amen. from my seat where I sit. Um, and the things that I have have seen, I believe that even in the midst of what it is that we are trying to do, what I have seen is that even the body of Christ will stand up and come against our efforts, which just boggles my mind because they're so steeped in their traditions and so steeped in their denominations that they don't feel they can come together as one body, joining together to do what God told us to do, to occupy until he, recomp- until he re- returns, to occupy and to do kingdom business here in the earth realm. And first and foremost, kingdom business is seeing those that are lost, that are hurting, that are dying, come into the kingdom. So I I just, you know, Archbishop, you touched on that about the leaders and what have you. What do you think in this hour can be done to spearhead the leaders coming together and recognizing that ministry, not entertainment, but ministry is servanthood unto God, and that's what they are called to do. They're not called to the ministry of entertainment. They're called to the ministry of Service and servanthood unto God. Let us go back to some ancient terms. 
Many of us grew up hearing the term, let us go back to the old landmark. I think that if the, those who will call themselves pastors, the way that you can begin to turn this around is to charge them to simply go back to their roots and back to the Bible. The Bible tells us in the New Testament, it says that we should not fail the assembling of ourselves together, which means we have a charge by God that we should come together in fellowship. If I go in the Old Testament, the Bible says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. So this suggests that it's pleasing to God that we come together as children of God. Many of us have forgotten that. It seems that pastors have become more church-focused aside from community-focused. They become focused with just their four, world, or four walls trying to impact the single local church instead of having a mindset of impacting the world. If we could just put self out of the way, I think that's half of the problem. Amen. If we can convince our leaders to put self and title and position and your personal desires out of the way and, again, move God to the forefront, then I think that we will begin to see a change throughout Christendom. Amen. Amen, amen. Harris, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think um, Archbishop is, is right and correct. And, you know, and I love him so much because he's a, a real man of God, and, you know, I've witnessed it. You know, he's such a giving man. Um, when I first started the Gospelthon, no one wanted to do it, uh, and got Archbishop uh, joined with me and, and put it together single-handedly because uh, I really didn't have the connections in, in, the, in the church realm to really put this type of endeavor together. And he pulled everything together for me and was tireless in his efforts and has been so uh, throughout the existence of Gospelton. And so, you know, um, just wanted to point to an example of what a real leader in, in the church is, someone that gives tirelessly that, I mean, this man will give you the last money out of his pocket, you know, he will, you know, uh, God bless him, get in an argument with his with his wife because he he's exhausted his resources to help someone else, and that's just the type of person that he is. He's a giver first, and I think that if we have more pastors and more bishops that think like that, then we would have a better reputation uh, on the church. The church on the street is the reputation on the street is that we're con artists, is that as men of God and women of God, we're just leeches and we're con artists and we're 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 just like the the, the neighborhood pimp, you know, and this is uh, a disgrace to have that type of reputation on the street. And it's only due to the fact that we have mega ministries and we have churches that are taking three and four offerings and everything is about prosperity preaching and 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 then when it comes time to to, to give back they're not seen. Anyone can go to Africa and do an African mission where you're not seen. We have ghettos, and we have plight, and we have homelessness, and we have hunger right here in America. Why aren't these ministries that are taking pictures in places where they're unseen, they're seen through a picture, why aren't they out on the streets and the highways and byways of America showing their might in terms of their ministry? And those, those are the questions that I ask. And so, you know, rather than um, be all about uh, to talk all about the, the problem. I render a solution, which is gospel time. 
Awesome, awesome. I, you know what? I thank God that that you have that heart to reach out to the people, and we want to just make sure that our listeners they understand that we're not bashing anybody. We're not even bashing the the prosperity message because God does desire His children to prosper. What the problem is is that's your focus. If that's your only focus in the body is prosperity, then you completely miss what God is trying to do. You just totally missed it. We are blessed to be a blessing. And and in what my understanding is and in my participation with gospel thought, I see it and I'm involved in it. It's the matter of being blessed to be a blessing. And the fact Amen. that, you know, for these past three years, what has t- taken place is a, a forum for people to come that would not go into the four walls. It's a place Amen. for people to come, you know, that just in a nice setting to hear and be loved on, to hear the gospel and to be loved on by people of God. And that's what it's all about. God said, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. But if nobody is out there sharing his love, where's the drawing power? So, you know, um, go ahead. You just said something very, very powerful, and it's an issue of being drawn. We understand that the Bible says that if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Well, Mm -hmm. what's happening is, first of all, Christ is not being lifted up in certain situations and scenarios, not bashing prosperity or anything else, but a lot of ministries are putting other things before Christ. And the thing about it is that there are people that are outside of the church who want to know more about God, but they don't know what church to go to because from what they see from the outside looking in, it's not appealing unto them, which is why this, this gospel God venture is going to be so powerful. We're going to have men and women of God from all over the world standing up strong, representing God in the correct way. And those who are lost, those who need deliverance because there's no deliverance, in prosperity, hello, uh, I'm talking about spiritual deliverance, but those who need healing and deliverance and guidance and possibly a word of prosperity, then they can come to Gospel Don and they can get it. They don't have to worry about walls. They don't have to worry about how they dress. They don't have to worry about the doctrines of the church. They can come and be themselves and hear a strong word of God. Amen. Amen. As I can just chime in, too, I would just say that, you know, as the founder of Gospel Don, my, my position, just so it's on record of, as far as prosperity, is just is simply this, is that we're, we're children of the king, the most high God. And as children of the king, we own everything because he owns everything. So we don't have to talk about prosperity. We don't have to talk about money. We have to talk about the, the condition of souls. That's what we're charged yeah. to talk about. We already own everything, and the Bible declares it. And so, you know, that that's my point. I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of, of wealth because we're wealthy as children of God. But I think that when it becomes the focus of ministry, then that's what the problem is, and that's why we have the image that we have today on, 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 on the street and in the world. And so I just wanted to make that, that point clear. Amen, amen. Well, that leads us into um, our second topic for today. I just really wanted to be able to lay the ground groundwork and the foundation of what Gospel Thon is all about and what our stand is because a lot of people aren't aware 
of Gospel Thon, and, and they may be hearing about the organization for the first time. So I wanted to make sure that they had a, a clear understanding of what Gospel Thon itself as an organization represents. Now let's move forward and let's talk about this event for April 27, 2013. Wow, what a ambitious <laughs> endeavor. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you open it up, Harris, of uh, uh, what dropped in your spirit, and and it's really funny because that the three of us are on the line discussing this because when when the the initial conversation happened, it was the three of us sitting around talking. So Harris, go for it. Explain what you feel in your spirit. I want um, Archbishop Russell to explain what it means to him, and then I'm going to explain what it means to me because even though we have the same vision. For this event, I believe that God is using each of us in a different arena to bring purpose to the event. So, Harris, I want you to to go forth first. Amen, amen. I think that for me, as being charged with um, uh, bringing gospel on to fruition, I think that it was imperative to take it to another dimension. And the Lord was uh, was ministering to me about doing so, and so um, it just came to mind that uh, the Million Man March was something that was such a tremendous um, uh, undertaking in terms of galvanizing people and and, and showing unity um, for that cause, that particular cause. And so the Lord uh, put it in my spirit that you know why shouldn't um, Gospelthon as an initiative to bring the, the body together to a million Christians march on Washington, and um, it's it, it's so needed based on the fact that we have all of these other groups and organizations that lobby in Washington that um, have positions of power in Washington, but the church doesn't, and the Constitution is based on the Bible. It's based on God's law. But we have taken, you know, prayer out of school. And so these things we need to get back to. And so the Lord just put it in my heart to, to use Gospelthon for the ultimate uh, unification of, of, the, of the body, which would be the, the Million Christians March on Washington, D.C. We have it slated for April 27, 2013. And it's to bring the whole body together for a national day of unity in terms of the body, to bring everybody out. If you're a believer in the Lord and Christ and Yahweh, the Messiah, come on out and and just get together. Uh, We're going to have a state of the church address. We're going to have dignitary speaking on the state of the church, talking about different issues and how we can be of more service uh, to the communities. Uh, throughout America, we're going to have a national prayer to pray for this country. At the end of the the, the uh, whole program, we'll have a national uh, prayer to pray for our president, whoever he is. We're going to pray for our president. We're going to pray for this this nation because truly we need prayer right now in the situations that we're looking at in terms of Iran with uh, nuclear weapons and North Korea with nuclear weapons and all of the, the wars and rumors of wars uh, that the, even the Bible talks about. We're going to have a national prayer. And so, you know, that's what this is really all about, to, to, to bring us together. We're going to have um, my recording artist, Uchi Rayo, from Cataclysmic Praise Universal Music Group Records. 
he's going to be there with his white flag movement. We're going to surrender to God that day. We're all going to wave the white flag as a as a nation of believers. We're going to wave the white flag and say, Lord, we surrender to you, and we want to do your will. Let your will be done. And that's what that's what this endeavor is all about. Amen. Archbishop, What what is your take? For me, the word unification in itself kind of says it all. In ministry, I often say to folk, where's the church that Christ left behind? I feel that we have become a fragmented, wide diaspora of denominations that have been broken and separated by our doctrinal teachings. And I I feel that in this particular arena, putting doctrine aside, people can come based upon their core beliefs. What are our core beliefs? That there is a God, that his son is Jesus Christ, that he came for the remission of our sins, that he was crucified on the cross, he died, he descended into hell, and then ascended into heaven, and he sits on the right hand of the Father. Those are our basic core beliefs, and and that he came that we might be saved and healed. We can come just on that alone, whether you're Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Anglican, Pentecostal, whatever you may be, whether you follow Catholicism or not, you can come and we can join hands and worship God in a format that I believe that was the intended format, putting aside denominationalism, which I believe that brings about separation, in a format where we can just lift our hands, bow our heads, and pray to God and glorify God, as we say, as one body in Christ. So that's what it means to me. It's an assembly of all of God's people from around the world. And this is our opportunity to show the adversary that not only God is not dead, he is yet alive, and that God's people are willing to stand up for his name. Amen. Amen, amen. I wholeheartedly concur with that. I, I, from my my heart, it is a time for us as believers, as children of the Most High God, to stand up and be accounted for. I, I'm, I, I've said this on many times in, in on different programs and stuff, that everybody else has come out of the closet. When is it? that the Christians will come out of the closet. And when I say that, it's like we, we're okay on Sunday morning to go into our segregated little corners and say, yes, Lord, I believe. But then when we come into the public forefront, we don't want nobody to know. All right, from my heart. From my heart, it is time to say, yes, I am a child of God, and yes, I believe in his fundamental principles, okay? And I'm not ashamed of that. And you know what? And I'm not coming to condemn anybody else for what they believe. Whatever your belief is, God is giving you the freedom of choice and a, a mind to believe what you choose to believe. But just because your belief may be different than my belief, don't come against me because I'm standing on the word of God. And I am at a place in life where he gives everything to me, and I believe I have the right to stand up and say that and not be condemned for that. 
So as a child of God, I'm coming to honor my father. I'm coming to say, I believe. I believe that you are God. I'm not coming as an anti-anything. I'm coming as pro-Christ. I love the Lord God with my whole heart, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. You know, Christ said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. I'm standing up to saying, I am not going to deny you. And I believe in in the spirit of unity and the power of numbers. I believe that's why this is so important that we're coming together to try to unite. And please, people, we need your prayers. But to unite a million Christians, there are over 314 million people in America. And the census said that out of those, 276 million profess to be Christians. But yet still we have sat back and let our belief system be attacked and not stood up and say, you know what, I believe. And I'm not going to just sit back idly and pretend that what goes on in this country doesn't mean something to me, because it does. So I'm so grateful that we have the ability to come together in the United States of America, the country that says we have the freedom to assemble ourselves together and do this. I think it is vitally, vitally important to to the kingdom of God to show forth a united front with one another. You know, unity in the body, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to join together in unity, to dwell together in unity. I am so sorry we are, like, coming to the end of the program. We definitely must come back together. But I wanted to put it out there that um, if you want more information on the march, we have the Gospel Thon phone number you can call, which is 888 548-0085, I'll repeat that, 888-548-0085. You can log on at gospelthon.com, that's gospelthon.com, and register to stay in the loop so that you can receive updates and everything we're doing. Gospelthon is G-O-S-P-E-L-T-H-O-N, gospelthon.com, to stay in the loop. We, we need intercessors. We need people that are willing to put their hands to the plow to help unite this. This is a body of Christ effort. It is not just a singletary effort. It is the body of Christ coming together in unity to say we are one. We are one. So I thank you, Harris, and I thank you, Archbishop Russell, for joining me today. And I Bishop, I would ask if you would please to just pray us out of the broadcast. Man, God bless you. Thanks for for having me and my brother here. We greatly appreciate it. Father, in the awesome and righteous name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for the vision that you have given those who you call to lead the way. For we understand that without a vision, the people shall perish. Lord God, we ask that you will bless that vision that you allow it to become fruitful, Lord God. Allow it to pick up speed and grow as we go along the way. Let your people be touched. Father God, we ask that you will use this day to win souls, that many people will be delivered. And we thank you, Lord God, right now for those who are involved from the onset, Lord God. Give us the wisdom, the authority, and the power that we might move as you would have us move. We thank you for this broadcast, Lord God, and the host, we ask that you continue to bless her and her family, Father, until we assemble together again. 
We say this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you both once again. And I would ask that those of you that are listening in to please let your friends and and family know what is going on. Help us disseminate the word about this. It is vitally important. To God be the glory and have an awesome week. God bless.